Welcome, friends. On this podcast, we talk about a lot of things, mostly prayer, but also spiritual warfare, parenting adult kids, and what it's like to be a church lady in an increasingly post-Christian world. This is the place where I share interviews with people whose lives have greatly influenced mine. And um, it's a place where we ponder the absolute truth that no matter what we're facing, God's got this. I'm Leanne McCoy, and this is my podcast. Today, I'm sharing the story of the widow who fed Elijah. When I put myself in the sandals of this widow, I found some interesting things in this story that we read in 1 Kings 17. Too often, we read Bible stories with a ho-hum mindset, as if we take, but if we take the time to realize that these stories record real moments that happened in real time, albeit time that was very different than our times today, we just might get a little more excited about what we're reading. This podcast is part of my addendum to the Mother's Day message that I'll be sharing at Thompson Station Church on May 14. Once I've shared that message, I'll add a link to it on the show notes for today's podcast. I hope that you enjoy my telling from my perspective, my point of view of the story of the widow who fed Elijah. We pick up with Elijah, and just to give you a little bit of background, he's the guy who told King Ahab, the wicked King Ahab, about a three-year drought. It was a drought that God um, was sending as punishment for the wickedness that Ahab had been, and there's another whole podcast I'm going to talk about um, where I talk about what was going on in Israel at the time that Elijah told King Ahab about the draft. But um, in order to take care of Elijah during the drought, God sent him to the Wadi Cherith where God himself told Elijah that he would send ravens to bring him food. And the ravens did, in fact, bring Elijah food to eat, and um, he was able to drink water from the brook. And I think that's pretty incredible. It's kind of like God booked Elijah an Airbnb that was all inclusive. <laughs> but after a while, because of the drought, even the wadi Cherith dried up and Elijah had nothing to drink. Isn't that something? I, I sometimes wonder why God couldn't have given that wadi a supernatural source of water so that Elijah could have stayed there longer. I mean, after all, it was already supernatural the way he was feeding him with the ravens. It seems like a, a reasonable enough thing for the Lord of the universe to do. But that dried up wadi wasn't about Elijah at all. It was about a widow and her son who were living a long way away in a place called Zarephath. Now, let me stop right here and tell you a secret. Often, the hard things that we deal with in our lives are not about us. They are for someone who doesn't know God as well as we know him and a someone who will get to know God better by watching how we do life through the hard stuff with him. There you go. So God told Elijah to go to Zarephath and to ask this widow to feed him. And all of this happens in 1 Kings chapter 17. We read this narrative as if this is all normal. But I have to stop right here and say, what in the world is normal about confronting a wicked king with terrible news than asking a widow of all people for help? She was one of the most desperate people in the drought. 
My friends, God's assignments on our lives often don't make sense and they aren't easy. We're mistaken if we think the Christian life is a pathway to pain-free living and pleasure. No, no, no. Ours is a life of obedience and adventure that brings with it challenges that make for rough roads. Baal and Ashtoreth are the gods you want to pursue if you're looking for prosperity and pleasure. When Elijah found that widow in Zarephath, she was gathering wood to cook her last meal and prepare to die. Once Elijah hears how desperate her situation is, he says, that's nice. Go ahead with your plan, but instead of eating the bread that you're making for yourself, feed it to me. Then make bread for you and your son. If you do this, your flour and oil will never run dry as long as the drought lasts. This is where I wish the Bible gave us a little bit more detail. And I like to put myself in the story right here. You see, in this story, I'm the widow. I've been scrimping and scraping for more days than I can count. My son and I are both skin and bones. We're weak, we're hopeless, and we don't know when this drought is going to end. For all we know, it's here forever. We've got no idea what's waiting on us on the other side, but we're so close to death's door that we're about to fall across the threshold. The only thing standing between us and death is this final loaf of bread. And now this stranger is asking us to feed him with it. We're going to take what we know we've got and give it away because he's promised us that God will provide what we don't got. Elijah's going to eat what's here and we're supposed to eat what's not here. Why doesn't he eat what's not here? He's the prophet. And that's where my identifying with the widow ends because the scripture tells us in 1 Kings 17, 15 that she proceeded to do according to the word of Elijah. She and her household ate for many days. <laughs> Let me tell you something else. God came through on his promise and that's another secret. He always does. But just when the widow's faith is growing and her relationship with Elijah is developing, her son gets sick and dies. What the heck? This is where I get this woman. Look at verse 18. Man of God, what do we have in common? Have you come to remind me of my guilt and to kill my son? My friends, don't we have a harder time with tragedy when we know God personally? I mean, he's the God of love who's looking out for us. Why does he let such terrible things happen? Think about it. The widow had already accepted the inevitable death of her son, but then Elijah came along and gave her hope. Not only did she have hope, but she had the daily experience of God giving her bread. She was literally, her life and her son's life and that of Elijah was dependent on God, on God's miracle. As a result, though, of Elijah coming into her home, she was actually overcoming the sense of not being good enough for God to love her. It wasn't something that miraculously happened. It was a slow daily process. Years of insecurity, guilt, and shame were slowly being replaced with a tentative, fragile faith in Elijah's God. Then bam, all of that was destroyed when her son got sick. And immediately the widow was bombarded by all the reasons she could not rely on anyone other than herself. This God of Elijah was obviously out to get her. He was just as she thought he was, an impossible to please God of harsh judgment who couldn't be trusted. 
And then here's the first scriptural glimpse we get into Elijah's prayer life in 1 Kings 17, 19 through 21. But Elijah said to her, give me your son. So he took him from her arms and brought him up to the upper room where he was staying and he laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, my Lord God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow I am staying with by killing her son? Then he stretched himself out over the boy three times. He cried out to the Lord and said, My Lord God, please let this boy's life return to him. How about that? Elijah was a man just like us. His prayer was just like mine would have been. His is a what the heck prayer too. He echoes the widow's pain but he does it privately just between him and God. Elijah prayed fervently three times. He literally put himself on the boy, crying out for God to give his life back. He's begging God, asking for exactly what he wants. How often would Elijah have prayed this prayer? I think as many times as it took. And don't miss verse 22. So the Lord listened to Elijah's voice and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Wow, the Lord listened to the voice of a man, a man just like us and answered his prayer. I love this widow. And once again, I can identify with her. Look at verses 23 and 24. Elijah took the boy, brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. Elijah said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know you are a man of God and the Lord's word in your mouth is true. You see, because of this tragic interruption in her life because of this crisis moment because of this what spurred her what the heck prayer now she got to experience the power of God in a larger way than she had ever experienced him before this is way bigger than a flower jar that doesn't go empty and a jar of oil that never runs out you see God has literally brought life back to her son. God has met her deepest heart's desire and, and handed it right back to her from Elijah's hands. This widow, she knew deeper because of the unimaginable ordeal that she had to endure. Her relationship with God just went beyond what it had ever been before. My friends, if you're in a place where you can't make sense of God, a place where he's terribly disappointed you, a place where you question his motives and his actions or his inaction, hang in there. Chances are that the day's coming when you're going to see his power and love, a day when you're going to experience the depth of his goodness and you're going to join this widow in proclaiming, now I know. And there you have this, my, my telling of the story of the widow <laughs> and Elijah. And my prayer for you as you're listening to this podcast today is that you would just pour your heart out as transparently and authentically and raw and messy if it is to the Lord. And you wait and you watch 
and you see what God will do. Because this I can assure you, my friends, the God of prosperity, Baal, and the God of pleasure, goddess of pleasure, Ashtoreth, they can entertain you and they can even make you happy for a season. But the God of all eternity, the God from the ages past and the God that will go into the future far beyond what we can possibly um, even begin to imagine. He's the one who is the lover of your soul. You can trust him even when you don't understand him, even when you're confused and you don't even know um, the extent or, of what he, who he is and what he is. And, and you're just at a place where you're just desperate. And, but something in you knows that there is, there is a God and your hope is that he does care. I'm here to tell you, he is the Lord God almighty. He's the God who brought the life back to this widow's son. And he's the God who will answer you when you pray to. I guarantee it. The widow who fed Elijah is the one who has fed us today. Have you ever wanted to pray a what the heck prayer? Maybe you're in that situation today. And if you are, take heart. You see, God went to the nth degree to make it possible for us to approach his throne of grace with tremendous confidence. And because he paved our way with the blood of Jesus, I think he is honored when we bring our what the heck prayers straight to that throne. Pray that prayer, my friend. Trust him to answer it. Wait and see what the Lord will do. As always, please share this podcast with anyone you know who might need to hear it. What an easy way to share your faith and your confidence in Jesus than to just simply share a podcast that might encourage somebody. And take the time, if you haven't already, to subscribe to my Leanne McCoy podcast so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next time.